This is a podcast from ABC Radio Overnights. I'm Rod Quinn. Time for our weekly look at the world of health and fitness with Professor Gordon Lynch from the University of Melbourne. Gordon, good morning. Good morning, Rod. Now, Gordon, last week we looked at excuses not to exercise, and this week we want to look at reasons to exercise. For some people, it's very straightforward that they want to lose weight, they want to get fit, they want to have live a, a healthier life. We want to talk this morning about planning for long-term health and fitness. Some people, their plan is really, well, I'm doing this in January or February, and I want by the end of the year to be fitter or lost weight or, or be healthier. You know, if you're starting on an exercise program in January, for example, and you haven't exercised for a while and, and you start doing it on a regular basis, it's pretty empowering actually because you, know, you get a quite significant improvements in your health and fitness pretty quickly and they're, they're quite dramatic. But after that, um, the body sort of gets used to training at a particular level and it's the, you know, the further changes, the further improvements become much harder to come by. So not surprisingly, you, you know, your motivation starts to wane because you're not feeling the same benefit or you're not, you know, how come I'm not improving the same way as I did when I first started? And that means we have to plan properly and we can continue to get benefits if, if we exercise in the correct way. And that is planning our workouts over the course it could be over the course of the week. It could be over the course of the month. But I think we can plan over the course of the year and say, well, this is my plan for the year. This is what I want to achieve. How do we get there? And if we just have a few sort of milestones written down and, and, and we can follow those ac- across the course of the year, we're going to be on track to achieve the goals we set rather than getting the initial benefits, wondering why we're not continuing to get benefits and then losing our motivation to continue. And I think if we can avoid that, then we're well on on track to making sure that we get continuous benefits for the long term. Now, you talk about exercise progression. What are you talking about there? Yeah, what what I mean by progression is that in order for an exercise program to continue to produce these benefits, you have to change the training load or the intensity in a progressive manner. It doesn't mean you have to always increase the intensity every single session because you know that could be pretty taxing for most people. But over the course of a week or a month or you know, over the course of three months, we should have been increasing either if we're talking about walking, the speed we're walking, the distance we're walking, whether we're walking up hills, you know, the intensity, the, you know, the, the ability to, to push ourselves over the course of that period. And if we overdo it, you know, we do it do too too much too quickly, remember we get overtraining and we get injured and again that's a, a source of loss of motivation as well. So how often you train, how much training is done per session, all those things determine what training progression will be. And this progression principle is really designed to promote these long-term benefits. So even if you're training consistently and you're doing your daily walk, the chances are your exercise program won't be producing the same level of improvement as it did before because the body has this capacity to adapt and we have to then challenge it in a progressive way. And a progressive way is moving forward, that is going forward all the time. And some of those advances, those progressive moments, will take longer than others. You might hit a plateau for a while and then go up again. So how do you avoid those plateaus and possibly 
a lack of motivation when you think, well, I'm not getting any better. I, I got to a certain level and I, and I can't get beyond that. Yeah, and it's a, it's a very good point. The plateaus are, are, can be a source of frustration as well. So if our goal is to continue to have these longer-term improvements in our, in our, in our health and our fitness with our, with our exercise, the program we do should be varied in its, um, the type of exercises we're doing, how intensely we're performing those exercises, and how much exercise we're doing. And these variables, they have to be organised pretty carefully into you know, regular cycles or periods. This is the term, what we call periodization. So a training program which is sort of broken up into discrete time periods. And we can think about this in terms of athletes or everyday exercises like, like you and I. You know, think about Olympic athletes that train over a course of months or years for a particular event. And you know, if we think that could be a four-year cycle or it could be a yearly cycle, but we divide those larger cycles into smaller divisions. And it could be weeks or months, depending upon the specific goals of your program. It could be dependent upon the competitions athletes are performing. But we also break down those into even smaller divisions. It could be you know, lasting from one week to four weeks, depending upon the program. And the, these sort of cycles, they, they focus on daily and weekly variations in training. So you're not always doing the same thing. Then remember, the body gets used to doing the same thing, so we have to vary it occasionally and gradually to ensure that we're reaching another level. So Olympic athletes, for example, they don't race all year round. Their training is designed so that they're peaking perhaps for one week of the year or particular periods or even uh, you know, once every four years in some cases. But you know, people that play sports they have patches where they're performing intensely and not so intensely over the course of the season, so they're peaking for the finals and so on. The same should apply for us. Anyone who's exercising regularly, we have the goal that we want to have at the start of the year to achieve certain things. As you continue to exercise, you'll recognize there are certain times when your energy levels are pretty high, sometimes when they're low, sometimes when your motivation isn't as great as it, as it needs to be. And we have to, that's we're human, that's just part and parcel. So if we can plan in advance for these sort of fluctuations in performance, fluctuations in motivation, making sure that there are rest periods throughout, it's always going to give you that spark that will always give you the incentive to exercise and then continue to improve. So periodization is a pretty important thing that we should factor, but it shouldn't be complicated. It should be something we should just be recognizing that's important for the long term. Anything else we need to know about periodization? Well, I think it, it's important to know why why I, we talk about it and, and why we, how we should really incorporate it. Because if we think about a program, designing a training program over the course of the year, that's a pretty daunting thing. But if we just break it down into discrete phases, we can say, well, let's concentrate on one particular aspect of fitness, one particular type of training at one particular time of the year. And we can in, you know, change the intensity. We can manage that intensity over the course of the year. Certain months may be harder than others and so on. We can schedule periods of rest and recuperation because that's really important for allowing the body to recover from the challenges we give it. But also it's important to then to get the motivation to want to go to the next level. If we can rest properly between sessions, 
it's going to promote recovery, it's going to minimize the chances for overtraining, minimizes chances of, of injury, and it allows us to train consistently. Remember, consistent performance is what allows us to achieve those goals that we set at the start of the year. And the longer-term goals can be achieved more realistically through the completion of these smaller tasks. So the idea of with periodization, if we break it down into smaller chunks and work towards achieving those, over the course, if we, as we accumulate over the course of the year, would be, you know, it's really satisfying to know how far we've come by achieving these smaller goals and then realising the larger goal at the end. All right. Gordon Lynch is our guest, talking exercise planning for long-term health and fitness. And we're talking about a year, perhaps. What If you're planning now, you know, where would you like to be in a year's time when you reassess, perhaps, on December the 31st, this year, less than a year away. Here's an interesting way that I hadn't really thought about it before, and that is by using the seasons. Sometimes in summer, it's too hot to go out and exercise. Sometimes it's, sometimes in winter, it's too cold. But how can you use the seasons to your advantage? Yeah, I, 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 I like this, this concept that, you know, as you say, certain activities may, may be more suitable at different times of the year. So in the summer, if we can't do indoor activities, but we can do swimming exercises, maybe, you know, it might be a summer activity. Um, as we sort of transition into the autumn, we may take up, it may be the walking or the jogging or something. During the winter, you may be confined to indoor activities and it may be riding the bike and doing other things, you know, the stationary bike or rower or, or those sorts of things. And then as we get into spring, when we start to say, well, we need to sort of plan for the summer, uh, what sort of activities do we take on in the spring? So it's about having variety. So I thought, you know, the, the seasons, the summer, the autumn, the winter, the spring, if we just break it up into very sensible choices, different types of activities that we're and, you know, there's a bit of variety, there's a bit of motivation to do something new, there's a challenge there. And I think those, those are the sorts of things where I think we can incorporate uh, into our overall periodised program, which will keep us on track. So I think it's a, sim- a simple way to, to, to consider this periodisation. Use the seasons to your advantage. Know that at certain times of the year, certain exercises are going to be more appropriate than others because of the temperatures, because of the, you know, the environmental conditions or your, you know, the access to certain things that you may have at hand. So I think um, the season is, is one way to approach it. And so they, I just really want to break it down into something simple. And that's a four, you know, four times three months, if we say each of those seasons. That's a good way to break up the, the, a 12-month program into something a bit more achievable for those three-month periods. Okay. You mentioned before about athletes and how we're not elite athletes. Athletes peak for sporting success. What do we do then? I mean, should we be aiming for the same sort of thing? For, for most of us who, are, who aren't athletes, but we recognise that exercise is an important uh, contribution to our lifestyle approach to, to better health. To, you know, so fitness is important if we want to live a, a better quality of life, to minimise the chances of getting sick. Um, this, the concept of healthy longevity, living longer, living healthier, the idea of living longer is desirable if you've got quality of life, if you've got uh, the ability to perform tasks that will allow you to have independence and, and so on. So I think if we have that very long-term goal over the course of our lives, recognise that exercise is just part and parcel of that. And so that's what I think 
the whole concept of planning is is about. It's about planning for better health in the long term. It may be something more simple as to say, I've got more energy throughout, you know, that allows me to do the tasks throughout the day so I feel less tired in the evening. Something like that where exercise can actually empower you to improve your um, endurance capacity and therefore feel less fatigued in the evening. And I think in the course of the, over the, you know, the last couple of years and now as we enter the third year of a, of a pandemic, um, we need to be resilient. And I think exercise is an important ingredient for not just the physical aspects of health, but also mental health as well. You know, we've, got to, we've got to get through these things and there are various challenges being pushed every single day upon everybody. And I, I feel that you know, exercise is an important component for your personal well-being, both physical and mental, and to, to help those around you as well. So I think they, these are the sorts of things why, why training is important and why the planning is appropriate, not, not just for one week or for one, one month, but over the course of the longer term so that we can enjoy the benefits uh, of a better quality of life through that investment uh, in, in, in exercise. As always, Gordon, wonderful advice that I'm sure people will be taking up and I appreciate your time this morning. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks a lot, Rod. Gordon Lynch, Health and Fitness. Overnights with Rod Quinn on ABC Radio. Radio.